following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Very confused and undecided about who to vote for because you're one of the few people in your neighborhood to not have a political sign in your yard. Am I? I guess I didn't really. There's pay a much lot attention. on the way here. Yeah, a lot. Have you ever put a political sign in your no, yard for no, anybody? No, and I never will. Local race, national race, not, not my thing. Not Good my thing. I'm. I'm glad. I I I care, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an advertisement billboard. So good for you. I keep my my stuff, stuff like that to myself. Pretty close. Yes, I, that's that's what I've always admired about you. Unless when, except when Collis comes over and gets drunk and starts spitting off shit, and then I got to correct him. Right, Chris? <laughs> Does that happen often? Oh no, just you know, a couple times, once so, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be oh, like, he'll be like, oh, fuck you. Throwing Collis immediately <laughs> under the bus. Under the bus. I love it. Ran him over, backed up, <laughs> ran it over again. That's what you get. <laughs> All right. This is the intentional foul. We are on a time limit this week because I got to go to some big Girl yep. Scout thing. And you brought up a really good point. If there's any um, discounted Girl Scout cookies in it for me, that would be a very big incentive. But, no, my, my little girl is moving up in the ranks after doing... God, what is it? Two, three years at one level. I don't even know what the levels are, but she's ascending into the next level, uh, being in second grade. So she's she's pretty excited. All these parents are going, and it's a big, well-to-do thing. And and we do get free cookies yeah. at the thing, uh, but I don't think that's gonna. Well, come that just means if I time. mean, then you have to like, don't you kind of have to make it worth your while? Oh, good. I mean, if you're there and they're free, it's happening. It's like Farva at an open bar. Open bar, dude. Six. You know, like I got, I might as well. I got to get bombed give here. Me six Schlitzes. Yes. <laughs> Line them up. Boiler, oh, yeah. boiler makers all around. What kind of cookies do you have? Yes. How many and how? What's the variety? Well, we have Absolutely. these three flavors. Yes, I'll take them. <laughs> That's right. That's how it's gonna go. Yeah. All right. So we got four pages of stuff, and you. We're watching a lot of football because you were texting Crazy. me about uh, about the quarterback. You and I were texting um, a little bit about about the Bears and the Packers. Those are the only two games I really watched. I watched a little bit of Thursday night uh, last week, and the good part is that the Bears they ended early, so we yeah. saw like the last chunks of a couple of different games before the Packers and Minnesota kicked off. So that yeah. I mean, yeah, late dramatics and it was fine, but. I mean, I saw Trevor Lawrence throw an interception to uh, the waiting the, dance of the year. From, you're, from about three, about uh, about three o five to about three forty five, was absolute chaos. Like there was so much shit going on my TV. I had the red zone on, and I had my dad and one of my buddies was over, and we were watching it. And I, it was like giving me a headache. Information because I, overload. Because every single corner of my TV screen, there was something going on, and every one of them, every single play at the bottom, it turned yellow. Flag, 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 flag. I'm like, people say baseball games take forever. Like, Come on. All right, so that means after this week that your, your, Dan Saunders, Chicago Bears, 
are leading the division. Leading the division. I mean, they're in the driver's seat to to win the North now. They're one and zero. How did that Kentucky bluegrass hold up that they just installed? I don't know. I mean, I think it's if you ask, uh, if you ask Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. I think it's better to smoke. You get stoned off the you know? be- stoned to the yeah. bejesus I off mean, of it. Well, I don't think that when the Bears resodded Soldier Field that they expected it to rain like. It hasn't rained in months. Like they were prepping for Noah's Ark. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was cool watching everybody slide down because when, when you play in those games when you're younger, and it was we've never played anything to that degree, but even if it's just raining and it's sloppy, that's that's a fun time to play in, no matter if it's good football or not. But you said with those conditions, that's how you had a really good feeling that Chicago could steal that one against San Fran. I did. Um, I, I just... I, I think San Francisco is a really good team, and I and I think even with this loss and the loss of their starting running back mm-hmm. for what sounds like about half the season, I still think they're going to be really good because they got a good coach and they got a ton of talent all over the place. But they had they got bad quarterback play. Trey Lance is not ready, and it really showed against a what I think is going to be a solid Bears defense. It's not going to be like the Erlacher. Briggs Tillman defenses of of you know fifteen years ago, but it's going to be better than they've had the last couple of years, I think. Um, but you know the conditions. I mean, I felt good about it because I think I was half trying to trick myself. Really, the conditions were as favorable for the way the Forty ers play right. as as the way the Bears play because the Forty ers want to run it and then they want to smash you in the face. But you know the Bears took the punch in the first half. I think they had 23 yards of total offense at half. That sounds Fields right. had like three passing yards. And a pick he, that and, was and, awful. And he threw some really bad passes, but he was under duress the whole time. I mean, like one, two, and he was getting pressured. So that was a problem that we kind of all knew was going to be there with the Bears old line. But they got better as the game went on, and and I I read some stuff from a couple of guys today that said, kind of tongue in cheek, sarcastically, yeah, we went in at halftime, and um, you know, we uh, uh we made adjustments. Holy shit! Yeah, what? like <laughs> that's what a football coach does. He makes adjustments. Have you heard that before? Not in the last five years. <laughs> Not out of that place. So, and the Bears did. They did a nice job. They changed some stuff up. Their protection seemed to get better. They started running the ball more effectively. And, um, you know, watching that game, and I and I was talking to my dad, and I said, you know, I don't think Justin Fields is ever going to be a super dynamic passer. I don't think he's ever going to be um, – I don't know. Obviously, he's never going to be a Mahomes, Rodgers, and I'm not saying as good as them. I'm just saying stylistically. I don't think he's ever going to be a traditional drop-back player. Drew Brees. I think he's got to be a guy that he's at his best when he's moving around and it's it's kind of schoolyard stuff when he can use his athleticism because the big plays the Bears had were off of that. And... um it was nice to see, um, you know, your boy St. Brown caught a touchdown. Um, Dwayne Heavy Pettis, he caught one. He caught like a 50-yarder. Um, you know, they, they were able to get some action out of the run game with Herbert and Montgomery. And 
You know, that's an interesting one because I had heard some stuff in preseason about this regime really liked Khalil Herbert. They weren't sure how well Montgomery fit in, but as we've seen here throughout the last couple of years, you got to have two guys. It's almost like if you don't have two guys, you don't really have a running back stable yep. unless it's Derrick Henry. Um, but, you know, I, I like what Fields did. The numbers weren't great. Like I said, he made some big plays. He showed good leadership. Um, you know, when he was kind of getting knocked around and they were struggling in the first half, he wasn't hanging his head. He was walking around, patting guys on the back, trying to keep everybody going. Um, so, I, you know, all of those things are very um, encouraging. I was pleasantly surprised with the defense. I thought the rookies defensively for the Bears in the secondary. I thought Brisker was real good, forced to fumble and recovered one on the first drive um, off of Debo Samuel. I thought Gordon looked pretty good at times in coverage. So, you know, I, I'm not this. I, I have no illusions that these guys are going 11 and six and going to compete for the division. But good opening win, something to build on, and at least for a week. I didn't. I didn't have to wake up this morning and turn the TV on and listen to. Oh, the Bears might be the worst team in football. They're not saying that. That's which a is, change. Which is which is nice for this year because a lot of prognosticators were calling them one of the two or three worst teams in the league, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I would think it's just nice to not be completely deflated after your first game, mm-hmm. and and and, and that I know game, that has happened. That game when it was ten to nothing. It it could have easily become like twenty seven to nothing real quick, mm-hmm. and it didn't. And you can blame some of that on the inexperience of Trey Lance and the ineffectiveness of their offense. But I think you got to give the Bears a little credit Absolutely. defensively because they made some stops. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a point in the game where um, I think the Bears were up thirteen to ten or something like that. Yeah, thirteen to ten because they missed an extra point. And one of the announcers said, can you believe the Bears are winning this right now in the fourth quarter? <laughs> and it it was kind of one of those games where, like, you're watching it, you're looking at personnel, talent. 49ers should be winning this game, but the Bears were able to hang around. And, you know, your quarterback makes a couple plays, and you win the football game. So, Well, it's another, it's another team for me to be worried about after the way that uh, Green Bay looked in the opening weekend. And I'm... I said it last week, and I'm I'm standing by that. I think they're going to go one and two to start the week. Uh, now they're or to start the year. I think there's a there's a decent chance that they go zero and three. I think there's no way they're losing to or beating Tampa Bay down in Florida. Be tough. It, they always play badly, no matter if they're playing the Dolphins or the Buccaneers. Doesn't matter. Um, you know they're just very bad down there. Even when they're they're playing in Jacksonville against the Saints, they just don't play well. But this was for Green Bay. This really felt like a repeat of last year, and and I was waiting for somebody to say, um, you know it. And it took a while before somebody to say, well, set, you know, another year of the of the preseason gone by, and none of the meaningful starters playing. And another year of them looking like shit right out of the gate. I mean, that's that's low it's hard, hanging. It's hard at this point to not form a correlation, right? It, to me, it is. It's just like whether a pattern of history. Here. Whether it's low hanging fruit or not, it's right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the easiest place you can go. Um, but nothing, nothing really seemed on track. And it started off with the seventy-five yard touchdown that wasn't 
with Watson. And, and even one of the guys, former Milwaukee TV guy, was like, Devontae Adams wouldn't have dropped that. And I said, well, you probably have a really bad memory because his first two years in the league, Devontae Adams was terrible. He was dropping stuff that was right to him that looked just like what Christian Watson did. So, you know, there were a lot of drops. To, uh, Dobbs dropped another pass. To, it, was, it was nice to see Tanyan come back from the knee injury. I thought they didn't do enough with Aaron Jones. A.J. Yeah, Dillon. I agree. I saw at one point Jones had five carries, mm-hmm. and, and Dillon had ten. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Dylan caught five balls out of yeah, the backfield. And I and I understand that, you know, this year they want to make him a bigger part of the offense, but you can't do it at the expense of Aaron Jones. No, because he's, good, he's your most dynamic guy. Correct. That's the exact word I was going to yeah. use is dynamic. They they split him out a couple of times. They did some wheel routes to him out of the backfield a couple of times, but they they just didn't really give him the ball. And, and we've seen this as a pattern, and I don't know why it is in Green Bay. It's just that you have this heavy reliance on your quarterback and playing from behind you know, sort of dictates the style about how often you give the ball to your running back. I get it, but McCarthy was guilty of the same thing, you know, having a good running back, but we're only going to give him the ball five times, you know, in one half. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't it didn't really make any sense. So body language from Aaron was really bad again. Um, just pissed off at a lot of his receivers. He was sacked four times, fumbled, threw an interception. Which, and there's he has a tendency to do this where, you only need a couple of yards to move the chains and continue stuff on a th- on a third down, and he goes for the home run ball. And I just don't think that's necessary. And I, I and I'm just wondering if he's like less confident that he can sustain a drive. So you better try and take a shot when you can. I don't. I'm I'm just kind of curious about what because usually the passes that we see that are all downfield, they're not even close to being successful. So I don't know what he's seeing or what he's feeling, or maybe he's just worried that he's going to get pounded and the pocket's going to collapse and he gets rid of the ball. I, I mean, I don't know, but it just seems like there was, there was a lot of questionable decision-making. Um, defense looked very, very piss poor. Um, you know, there was a couple of times where Kenny Clark got in there was just absolutely destroying dudes, and they got to cousin more uh, cousins later in the game than they did early on. But, I mean, at that point, everything was established. Um, uh, Campbell led everybody with tackles, which is fine, but I... what the hell was going on with the strategy of, Hey, let's not guard Justin Jefferson across the middle. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, it got to the point where I was laughing. I think he did a, he did a crossing route and cousins hit him on the, near the right sideline. There was nobody else in the frame. No, nope. Nobody even there. Yards with him. And I, I just started laughing. I'm like, he's their best most, use the word again, dynamic guy. He's one of the top three or four receivers in football. And you're just letting him roam free, and they showed the replay, and the rookie linebacker was supposed to sweep and pick him up, but his guy stopped and went back the other way, and Walker went with him, and Jefferson just went right behind him. There was nobody there, and I'm not saying Quay Walker would have done a good job in in matchup space, but he would at least been a body that would have been close to maybe deter cousins from throwing the ball, mm-hmm. but he just missed it. So you're going to get a lot of this stuff with Walker in at, as a rookie and he got hurt in the game and I don't know how bad it is. I didn't check injury report or anything today, but um, yeah, just not good all around. And, and to me, from what I heard from the announcers and the guys that were covering the team for the Packers, they, they couldn't 
or wouldn't match up Alexander one-on-one on Jefferson because of the different spots they would line him up at and the way they construct their defense, and then they would put him in motion, and then they'd have to reformulate everything, so they just decided not to do that, which, to me, completely hurt them in the end. And to me, if you're a defensive coordinator, you have to adapt to that, and, and you got to come up with something different. Well, I'm, I mean, it's not like you haven't had six months to figure it out. Right. It's week fucking one. I thought the Packers coaching staff looked like buffoons yesterday. I thought they were completely out-schemed and outclassed, top to bottom mm-hmm. yesterday. I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, the fact that the fact that you're paying Alexander and you're telling your fan base that he's a shutdown corner and then he's standing across from their third or fourth option every single time. Listen, who's the new Viking coach? Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. He came from L.A. Yep. What did uh, Justin Jefferson say the other day about Cooper Cup? I understand why he's open all the time. It's because they move him around. Well, who did the Packers play last year? They played the Rams. Mm-hmm. So this isn't new. No. This isn't a new scheme. You should know exactly what they're going to do with that type of player. I'm not saying you got to know everything, but you have to know, you have to have an idea of what they're going to do with Jefferson. And you have to be able to counter that. And if your guys aren't smart enough or talented enough or your coaching staff's not talented enough to coach these guys up leading into this game, well, then you got a bigger problem. Totally agree. Totally agree. I just think that they looked terrible um, in that regard. I, I will just say, I just want to say this about Rodgers because he's <laughs> taking a lot of shit today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be an issue all year with the wide receivers. Um and I know you say, you because you said the same thing to me, Devontae Adams had a lot of drops when he was a rookie and yada, yada, yada. I don't remember, but I'm, I take your word for it. He did. But 30-year-old Devontae Adams doesn't do that. Correct. He was on the team yep. eight months ago. Yep. So this is a big, big change for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I think that his his comments in the preseason about these guys – were bad and wrong. I think his comments after the game yesterday weren't great. Um, I I think that he's got to understand. He's a little. He's got a little. Um, he's got a little Michael Jordan, Kobe in him. He needs a little more Giannis, LeBron in him. Jordan and Kobe, for as phenomenal and historically great as they are. They kind of only had one gear. They kind of only had one way. And it was like, and Jordan even said it in the last dance, like, if you can't come with me, I don't really have any use for you. I get that. The success speaks for itself. But that's that's a tough way to lead. And it's really tough, I think, to lead that way when you're 38 and the guy that you're throwing to is 21 and he probably has idolized you. And now you're going out in the media, and you're not calling him out by name, but people aren't stupid. They know who you're they, referring they to. They clearly know. And you're calling him out before these guys have even played a game. Now, should that kid have caught that ball yesterday? Of course. Of course. But he's never played in a game like that. He played at a small school. It's the probably the biggest crowd he ever played in front of. It's a division game. It's an afternoon game on Fox. Marquee. Aaron Rodgers. Story. I mean, the the moment has never been bigger ever 
for this kid. And, and, he, and, he, and he screwed up. And now what does it do to his headspace? Well, what did it do to him the rest of the game? Rodgers didn't even look at him. The Until only, the, the late in the third quarter, early fourth when quarter. When they were desperate and they had to. Yep. That's the only time. And it was just a little little out towards the sideline. They had to basically get him and Dobbs involved in the run game to even get him the ball. Yep. So if Rodgers is going to play that way and he's going to have this lack of patience with these guys, I, I, I don't know how Green Bay is going to score because Cobb is washed. He's done. He's washed. If Amari Rodgers ain't any good, I don't know. He don't do nothing in the kick game. What the hell is he on the team for? And Sammy Watkins at this point is just a guy. So if you're not going to trust these guys and you're going to be trying to throw swing passes to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, I I don't know how that works offensively for you in the long run. I'm not ready to, like, say, give me back my Super Bowl pick, but I'm a lot, and I know it's one game and they've, they've, the last couple years in week one they've sucked, but. This is a little different. That's why I'm this not over. A little different. That's why I'm not overreacting. You you are right to say all those things and have those opinions. I'm not going to that extent. I'm at least waiting till they're going to beat the third breaks. of the they're, season. They're going to beat the brakes off the Bears next week. It's a night game in Lambeau. Rodgers is going to be pissed off. The Bears are going to run, run, run the ball at the Bears all night long. I think they win by two touchdowns, and you're in. Most Packer fans are going to feel. Somewhat better. Way better next Monday than they do today. But don't let that game, if that happens, don't let that fool you because that's not, your problem's not solved. Sure. By beating the Bears. By sure. beating a, a Bear team that, if it's sunny and 60 yesterday, they might get their ass kicked. And now you're walking into next week playing a, what you consider a really bad team. On the flip side of that coin, I'm not going to the extent of saying that there are season-long problems that have showed themselves. Well, there's season-long problems in, week, in the past game. In week one. There is. There is. Devontae Adams ain't walking through that door. Well, that's fine. You're you're not the same. I told my buddy we were watching the game and go, this reminds me of the Badgers. <laughs> Just with a better quarterback. They don't have any dynamic threat down the field right now. In week 10, does Christian Watson turn into a guy that maybe you're like, oh, yeah, he might be good? Maybe, but he's not going to be what Justin Jefferson was as a rookie where he's like Pro Bowl. They're not talent. He's not talented enough for that. And I don't think you have a quarterback that's going to allow you to play, that's going to Force feed you. I remember playing with guys sometimes that I knew were a little skittish, and if I threw it to them and they messed it up, I'm going right back to them. Immediately. If you miss a layup, you better be ready the next time down the floor it's coming. I'm going to make you miss five in a row. <laughs> because I want you to know that, like, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to not look at you if you screw up two or three times. Because at the end of the day, I need you. And I think Rodgers has got to take that approach with these kids. Like, dude, I, I, I get it. You fucked up a 75-yard touchdown. It would have been great to start the year off that way. But I need this guy. This i got to bring him with me. And this is where I would like some of the folks covering the team to delve into that a little bit and say, hey, your leadership style is this. 
don't you think it might be better served as this to help out and just to see his reaction and what he does? Because nobody's really done that to him because he's just been allowed to go free and clear on his merry way doing what he does because he's Aaron Rodgers. Speculation. I would assume he's a, um, well, look at my success. This is how I operate. But like I'm saying, like I said, and with the comparison to the Jordan thing, it's like, dude, these guys are 16, 17 years younger than you. They've watched your entire career. They, they've some of these guys have idolized you. So you have to approach this differently than you would have when you were yelling at Jordy or Kuhn or Jennings. These aren't your contemporaries. And it's, it's also not one guy. I, exactly. There's, there's a lot of youth on this team that kind of needs some nurturing. Alan Lazard being out hurt, and I'm not, said he, I'm not saying he would have made all the difference. And having both of your tackles gone definitely hurt because he was running for his life a lot. Um, like I said, four sacks and a fumble and, and threw a pick where it probably should I think Minnesota's be better. Bit. Oh, absolutely. I, think they have, I just think they have Abs- better ta- – I think they have more talent. Absolutely. And, and they seem reinvigorated. Yep. It just seemed like a different Minnesota team than mo- coached they, the they, last few they, years. They've modernized. They went away from this, we're just going to run all the time shit. That's why Dalvin Cook always got hurt. We're you know, throw downfield and we're going to do stuff. Yeah. So I'm not freaking out. It's overreaction Monday. Um, you know, we'll see what it looks like after week five or week six. You know, I, I'm, I'm not expecting any huge change, like you said, out of the Bear game or the Buccaneer game. After that, we'll just see where we stand after four or five weeks. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to more of the week one. Bills boat race the Rams. Killed them. And they turned it over like five times, yes. and they still beat their ass. I think the Rams are in a little trouble. See, I'm, I'm just... It's going to be hard for them to repeat, man. Oh, it's hard for anybody to repeat. I get that. It's going to be hard for them, I think, to win their division. I, That's, I think Stafford is not 100%. Oh, no, no. They, their run game is not good, and... Uh, it looks like losing Von Miller might have been a little bit more mm-hmm. of a big deal than people thought. No, was did the Saints and the Fal- was that a last second field goal? Is that one of the ones that we well, saw? One, after one of the, the game? nine. Well, I mean, there, like I said, there was this half hour block after the Bear game ended, <laughs> where it was like all I was watching was flags and missed field goals for it, like a half an hour. It seemed like every game that they went to to cut in was down to the wire in some fashion. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta dominated this game. They pissed it away at the end. They couldn't convert on a third and one. And they lost the game on a last, you know, not last second, but last 30-second field goal from the Saints. Pittsburgh-Cincinnati goes into, so Joe Burrow throws four picks, including a pick on his first throw of the year, which was a pick six. Pittsburgh was up 17-3. to They blow it. Cincinnati scores a touchdown with zero seconds left in the game to tie it. Their kicker, who was ridiculous last year, Uh, that McPherson kid. Gets his extra point blocked. So then they go to overtime, and then they have a, they have another chance to win, it and he misses. And then the Steelers have a chance to win, and he, he hits the upright. And then eventually, with like a minute left, Pittsburgh finally kicks a field goal to win the game. Detroit bro- or Philadelphia blows a gigantic lead in yep. the second half to Detroit. They win by three. I didn't see any of the Miami New England game. I think that that and the Baltimore 
Those were the only real dominating games, except for the Chiefs. Yeah, they're the only two games I didn't see anything of, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I think the Patriots and the Jets are both going to be pretty rough this year. Trevor Lawrence at the end of that Washington game, man. That was bad. Can't do that. That was bad. You know, third down, you're down six on the road, and you're just going to chuck one up for grabs? Like, can't happen. You get another down, man. Can't happen. Yes. But, I mean... You know, Etienne, first game back off the ACL, he was not good. Um, dropped a sure touchdown pass, had a fumble. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz had four touchdowns. I don't know what that means. Might mean nothing. But pretty good debut. He's got to have um, He's got to have the nobody believes in me thing going on after he was – he was got last year, then ditched just as quickly. You would think. You know, he's got to have a giant chip on his shoulder to be good. You know, Baker Mayfield leaves Carolina <laughs> down with under two minutes to go to uh, get the game-winning field goal, and then his defense turns around and craps their pants, and they give up a game-winning field goal, so Cleveland ends up winning by two. Lovey Smith just hates winning. <laughs> he had fourth down... And like five on, at midfield with like a minute left, and he punt in overtime, and he punted. It's like, come on, man! You have a young team. You're not making the playoffs. Play to win, and we'll get to that in the, yes. in, in the next game. It's the next. I love love that. It. You got to go for it. Yes, the Giants Tennessee game. Giants score a late touchdown. It's twenty to nineteen Tennessee with like thirty seconds left. You want to tie it and go to OT? Hell I, no! I told my buddy, I go. You got to go for two. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I go, you're the fucking Giants. You've sucked for freaking eight years. Win. And they did. You got a rookie coach. Saquon's back. That, might that go, was awesome. That might go a long way in that division, which now is going to be, I mean, Philly might be the best team oh, yeah. right now with Dak gone yeah. for sure. So, I mean, if you're the Giants and you can scrape one like that, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Then you had Pat Mahomes. He's like, oh, yeah, I lost Tyreek Hill. Watch these uh, five touchdown passes I throw to other people named not Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and Arizona is going to be bad. Yeah, I think that. What did I pick them as one of my wild cards? That might have yeah. been, been a mistake. Kyler Murray is, I don't know, man. He's he's just too small. I think he's just too small. Really? Well, yeah, his biggest attribute as a quarterback is his legs. And now he doesn't want to run anymore because he kept getting his ass kicked. You know? Mm-hmm. and. No Hopkins. They don't really have much at receiver. Their running backs are meh. And that defense, I mean, Jesus Christ, you haven't even started the season. J.J. Watt's already Ready hurt. hurt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad he didn't come to Green Bay and well, they paid and, him a boatload of money. And now T.J. Watt, it sounds yeah, torn, like, might be out for the year. Torn peck. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's getting second opinions today. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Um, and then the your, 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 your Chargers. Chargers beat the Raiders in in L.A. I'm going to tell you what. You're not going to like this. Devontae Adams is going to have a mammoth year. Well, I, think pretty, he had, I think he had 17 targets yesterday from Carr. Yeah. He's probably pissed. Yeah. You know, he's he's got the chip going, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's He's going to have a monster Good year. for him. Got his money. Going to go somewhere. If you don't make the playoffs, great for you to have a monster year. But... Keep your ass at home. In a game that I couldn't really watch much of because at this point my brain had melted from the amount of football I had watched in the previous 36 hours, Tampa mm. beats the Cowboys 19-3. to I mean, Dak leaves late in the game, broken hand, thumb, thumb whatever. Yep. He's out six to eight weeks. 
Really, McCarthy? Three points? That seat has got to be scorching. But, like, I heard Cowherd say this today. Worse at receiver than last year. Worse on the offensive line than last year. Worse on defense than last year. Like, Dallas, like, that's not a very good team. It's just not, like... Like I said before, I think I said it last week, it's a Madden team. It's a it's a Madden video game team. Like, if you have Dak, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, and Dalton Schultz, you're like, I can score a lot of points with them. Well, yeah, in a video game. Not in real life. It doesn't work that way. No. How is McCarthy? <laughs> He's got to be on, like, the first coach fired list, but right? But I get... I... Mm. Although Jerry Jones has got this weird loyalty to him. Yeah, but... Because it's Jerry Jones, I have a problem with the fact that he accepts no responsibility for the team that I he know, gives the coach. Because well, he builds the team. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, well, I gave this guy every and like you're waiting for McCarthy and a coach would never do that to his owner slash GM to say, well, let's examine those moves that you did there, uh, sir, you know, and clap back at him a little bit, which will never happen, but. As much as I wanted McCar- a change in Green Bay and McCarthy out of there in unfortunate circumstances the way it happened, which is still laughable that he didn't see it coming, I almost feel bad about the position that he's in because he's being handed a team by an owner-slash-general manager yeah. that, that, has no, that takes no responsibility for the product on the field as, and puts it all on the coach. As bad as you can get for a guy making $5 million to coach the Cowboys, right? Correct. Yeah, right? Correct. I mean, but still, it's just like he can't win. Mm-mm. He is not going to win. No. Whether it's in the win column or Dallas in, is, in the press. Dallas is like the Bears and... You know, some of these, the Giants, I think, got a little bit of this. I, I just think they need they need new they need new owners, right? I think when I don't think those franchises are going to be very successful again until they get some new blood in there. Maybe it's just stale, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson looked like a Pee Wee Herman doll walking into the stadium tonight with a suit and bow tie, but he is Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I mean, if there was ever a quarterback that was the closest to Pee Wee Herman. Russell Wilson, <laughs> I mean, straight corn on the cob. Oh, dude. I, I, like, I saw, and I just went, I just shook my head. I'm like, yeah, that's what. Okay, all right. I mean, he's like a cardboard cutout of a person, right? <laughs> like he's like one of those NPC characters in your video game. Where yes. Like, however many times you go up and hit the talk button, they just say the same shit, the same shit. There's no variation in their pull the string, and yeah. that's the same stuff that comes out. Yeah, there you go, right there. Yeah, I mean, Poindexter City. I don't know how he pulled Ciara, but good no, for, good for I, him, I, man. No, good I don't either. So that's going on uh, tonight as we record. I don't think and... I can watch any of that game. I'm just not really interested. Well, the Brewers are off. I'm, I might. I, I want to see how Seattle greets him. Might be a movie night or something or a catch-up on some TV night. All right. I don't know. Okay. That, that's fair. I might click it on for for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. I did, though. Yesterday, I watched the full Bear game, almost the full Packer game, and parts of every other game, not uh, the Miami-Baltimore game. You would have been exhausted. I was. Uh, my br- I told you, my brain had melted by about 8.30. I was just out. Wow. I, I couldn't hand it, handle it. Well, and that doesn't even factor in what I did on Saturday, which we'll get to. Okay. So. All right, so let's jump to week two. How about a second straight decent Thursday yeah, this, night this game? This is a big one. I like this. And this is a big sh- uh, this is a big test for your Chargers mm-hmm. going to Arrowhead. 
Well, they won there early last year. So we'll see if they can conjure the same magic. But I think this is a bigger game for KC. I mean, obviously they're at home, but I think they're I think they're kind of pissed off. I Chargers? think Kansas City's pissed off. Okay. I think they're kind of like I think guys like Mahomes and Kelsey and 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 Andy Reid are looking around going, "You really think Tyreek Hill made this team?" Or are they still like, pissed off talking about? last year for not getting to the well, Super Bowl? Well, sure, of course. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, the disrespect, mm-hmm. it's like Tyreek Hill. He's five foot two. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are the reason why the Chiefs are good. I'm glad that you call him Patrick, by the way. Patty Cakes. And not Pat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who, who you got? I'm going Chiefs at home. Okay, I'm going because well, and Keenan Allen got hurt yesterday, a hamstring injury, and I haven't heard his status. So if he's not able to play, which on a short week in week two, I wouldn't play him if I no, were him. No, so that could be that could be a big loss. All right, uh, Browns and Jets in Cleveland. I'm gonna go Browns. Can you ever pick the Jets to win a game? I, I don't think so. Not until they're they not do. gonna go winless, but I can't ever pick them. Correct. Unless <laughs> is there somebody that's worse in the league? Do we think right out of the gate that? They might be able to beat. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember their schedule. So okay. I mean, I mean, just maybe, pick maybe. one. Well, Houston. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville. Perhaps. Okay. Um, so we're not Atlanta. Picking... Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, so we're not picking the Jets until we see one of those teams down the line. Yeah. Which I, yeah. You're right. I'm from not familiar with their schedule. I think you think Detroit's going to surprise some people. Well, they think... better. They better surprise some people this week. I think Washington goes in there and beats them. I really do. Yeah. It, it'd be. I'm, another another zero two start to a season for the Lions would be tough to. I'm just tough to handle. I'm just not on board with the Lions resurgence until I see something. I get it, man. And so I'm, far, I'm with you. I, I, I you know, I um, think I maybe I'm more hopeful. That could be than, that, than that's anything because it's just kind of like I don't hate the Lions. No, it's we just don't think of the Lions. No. We don't we don't consider they're like, the yeah, Lions. Yeah, they're in our division, but meh. It's usually at worst you split with them, right? You, know? you you go over there and they put up monster numbers and you play like crap. You go over there and Megatron scores three touchdowns and but Barry, then, Barry Sanders makes you look like a fool. So maybe you lose up there, but yeah. But it, then you get them at their place and it's not even close. You're like, oh yeah, they play in a dome. They can't win in the cold. Right. Uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans well, in, at the Big Easy. Brady's 0-4 against the Saints since he's been in Tampa. Really? And good, those games have not been particularly competitive. Okay. New Orleans has really beat their ass. So is this the one? Or are I, you I going with history? I didn't like what I saw out of Tampa. Okay, the little bit I did see last night. Um, yeah, I'm going Saints. Okay, Giants going two and zero. No, no. Uh-uh. Got Carolina going to New York and beating him. What did I hear? Daniel Jones, like in his last fifteen road starts, is like nine and six. In his last fifteen home starts, he's like three and thirteen or three and twelve. I think he must sense that everyone in New York hates him. <laughs> so he just plays better when he's on the road. I don't know. I that's don't know. Fine. That's fair. I mean, Saquon was awesome yesterday. So, I mean, is he going to run for a buck 80 every night? No. I, I doubt it. Conventional wisdom so, says no. I'm going to go with the with the Panthers. Uh, Patriots and the Steelers. No T.J. Watts, but like you said, New England looks bad, and now Pittsburgh's at home for this. Boy. I don't think either one of these teams are particularly very good. I would agree with that but sentiment. I, I guess I would. I'm going to ride the Mitch train one more time, and okay, it's a home game for I'm, the Steelers. I'm, I'm going with you on that. You know, two two road uh, games at Miami and at Pittsburgh. That's that's a tough start for the Patriots. 
Colts, I think, are going to crack the win column. I think they go to Jacksonville and win. I just do. It's crazy that nobody in that division won a game yesterday. I don't think it's crazy because well, actually, and not, and not all of them lost. No, because there was a tie. There was a tie. Yes, isn't that something? I don't care. No, I don't care who wins. No, it's it's a bad it's a bad matchup. Black it out, please. Don't 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 put it on my fucking red zone next week. I don't even <laughs> care. I got nobody. I mean, the only guy even well, there's three guys worth caring about. Caring about Jonathan Taylor, yes, Etienne, and. Trevor Lawrence. Other than that, don't care. Whatever. Um, I would love to see the Dolphins go to Baltimore and win because I I think this might be a decent year for Miami, but this is a big one that if they want to say, hey, we're here, and with this new, you know, co- totally I, agree. I got the feeling from what I was reading and from people that were talking about it that this Dolphins with the new sort of feel to it, this could be a thing. And it's a potential tiebreaker game in the conference. There you go. Because I think that um, Miami's not winning the, the East. Buffalo is. Correct. Saying all this, barring injury. Yep. And I think Baltimore and Cincinnati are going to be neck and neck for, for the North. So, yeah, this could this could be a big game down the road in terms of that stuff. But, yeah, to get a signature road win against a, a pretty high-profile quarterback I think would be mammoth for Tua. Uh, Rams and the Falcons. This is, I think this is a stomping. Atlanta's going to be a sneaky two and zero, even though you don't think that they're they are worthy of being talked about at two and zero level. Who you the the Rams because you don't you don't think that you think they're in they trouble. Should, I, I wrote that wrong. They should be zero and one because they lost. Oh, that's to right. Buffalo. No, no, they lost. Okay. No, I think they're going to stomp Atlanta. I still think the Rams are good. Okay, I just think that they're not going to be as good as last year. Okay. Um, Seattle always gives the 49ers problems, even though they're probably bad. I'm not sure whether I see that happening so this if, year. If the Niners lose this game, or let's say they win like 16 to 13, when does the Jimmy G army come out and start going, what are we, why are we doing this right now? We have chance. We have like a Super Bowl caliber roster. Why are we forcing in this kid? That's, Got no experience. I think probably week, d- depending how the fur the next two weeks go. I think you start hearing rumblings by week four, and then it becomes a full on thing by week five. Yeah, because I got to think that you other think sooner. Well, I got to think other teams around the league, uh-huh. like a Dallas or whoever the next team is to lose a quarterback, is going to go. Why don't we just trade for Garoppolo? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I, I look at this stuff when it happens. I think he got his his money guaranteed, and I think he's got a no-trade clause. I think. So all yeah, these, but I mean, if, if all these teams would, could be calling. Would he no-trade? Why would, why would you veto a trade to the Cowboys? Maybe you just don't want to go to an organization. Maybe he just wants to play. I, maybe he I thinks, don't know. Maybe he thinks eventually he's going to get his job back. That could be too, mm-hmm. and and he likes where he is. I don't know. Yeah, um, Dallas and Cincinnati. Well, I, oh, I, I there's think, a couple of zero and one. I think this is a lucky break, no pun intended, for Cincinnati with Dak being out catching them. I don't see any way they lose that game. Okay, Vegas. You think at home will probably kill the Cardinals? I would think so. I mean, the way that the Chiefs manhandled them, and now they're... I think the Raiders are good. I just, you know, they. I mean, they lost a road game to the Chargers, who are also good. So, it's kind of like the Packers and the Vikings. I still think the Packers are going to be good. Mm-hmm. They lost a road game to Minnesota. Okay. That's 
happened many a season. That's why I'm you not, know? not freaking out about it. Bears and Packers, you think two touchdowns? I think I think double digits. Okay. Yeah, I think double digits. I think the Packers will handle business pretty easily. Monday night football double header, Bills and the Titans. Yeah, what's the deal with that? That's kind of weird. Usually it happens in week one. Yeah. Not week two, I yeah. don't know. Bills, Titans, I mean, be a rough start for Tennessee to be 0-2 here. I would say. And I think they will be. And um, This game of the week for me right here, Minnesota-Philly. Vikings and Eagles. Philadelphia's offense has got a chance to be ridiculous. A.J. Brown is an animal. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith is really good. Miles Sanders is a is a solid back. They got some decent guys behind him. And if Jalen Hurts is not turning the ball over, he's a big-time threat. I mean, I think they're going to win that division walking away in the East. This will be a game for me to show whether the Vikings might actually be really good. If they go in and they get they get stomped or dominated or do a bunch of dumb shit, it might be one of those things, well, we're really good at home, but we go out on the road in an open-air stadium, and maybe we're not. When I was going through the schedule, this was the game on Philly's schedule in, like, the first 10 weeks. This was really about the only game I predicted them to lose. Philly? Yeah. I didn't know at the time it was a Monday night game, so maybe that changes things. But other than this game, they got they got a pretty easy schedule. Like, if they win on Monday night and are sitting 2-0, and they could be like 8-1 and one real easy. Hmm. Yeah. And they don't even need to be to win that division. Probably not. I, I, I would think. But All right. Good week in the NFL. We're 45 minutes deep. I got a little less than a half an hour. Yep. So let's roll through. Let's go right to college football. What Ugh. a piss-poor job by Wisconsin. 17.5-point favorites at home, Washington State, and... Give it to Nikki Watson, man. I mean, he came in and... Where is he from? Is he local? Like high school? Yeah, is he a local kid? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But... He played well. Yeah. Played well. Badgers did not. Offensively, again, there's... I said at the time, I see no difference in the offensive scheme. Everybody was real excited in camp about this, this Engram guy coming in and taking over the offense for Paul Chris and calling these plays and throwing in some new wrinkles and doing stuff. But they don't have anybody to throw the ball. They've got some explosive younger guys, and and, and you mentioned the correlation with the Packers and the Badgers only, you know, the quarterback situation Green Bay is a lot better. But there are a lot of young guys they got to get the ball to. The tight ends aren't very well established either. you got a good running back, but... I mean, I was counting a lot in the box, and they were putting seven, eight guys up there. Oh, I don't. I would have put more. And and I would have put ten. Wisconsin just couldn't do anything, and and you can only ask the defense to do so much. It's probably not as good as it was last year. Um, and I, it it was it was just really, really. We're used to this as Badger fans gacking one of these, you know that 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 you're favored in. It doesn't ever make it any easier when it happens Mm-mm. because you always think you can move past it no matter what kind of team you got. Like Washington State, they barely fucking beat Idaho last week. Idaho? And they come into into Madison and you win? That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's that's inexcusable to me. It just is. So Yeah, I think Mertz is very average. I think he's just an average Division one college quarterback. There's nothing special about him. And because of that, he he can't bring the other skill guys 
He can't elevate them. Right. He can't throw them open. He can throw it to them if they're open, but he can't throw them open. He can't make a play for his guys. I I just look at the Badgers and the state of the program with Paul Christ, who I don't think anybody in that athletic department would have the stones to fire unless no. unless Big Daddy Alvarez okayed it. But I think they I just think they've peaked as a program, man. I I I've said this now for a couple of years. Unless they're willing to change, and I'm not talking about like Gary Anderson, Anderson right. change, because that was like that was like a complete 180 shift. Yes, yes, it was. I think I just think they they need to modernize their offense. I just don't think anymore in major college football against good teams with good defenses, you can just keep running and running because even the guys on, on TV during the game in the fourth quarter from about the 11, 12 minute mark, they kept going, well, you know, just kind of chipping away, you know, is it, is it going to take its toll? No, it's not going to take its toll. Washington's defense was good. If it hasn't by now, they had athletes, they had depth. They were playing, they were running a lot of guys in and out. When you play those kind of teams, as big as your line is and as good as Braylon Allen is, it's too predictable. You don't have a threat down the field. And your quarterback, every time they tried to go downfield, overthrow, 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 overthrow. Every time. So I don't know if it's a function of do you have to change your recruiting strategy in order to change your offense? Do you change your offense in order to get better recruits? I'm not sure what the correlation is. I do think that the Badgers and the and the the sweater vests, as I call them, the check writers up there, I think they have a very big prideful boner over the fact that they get <laughs> NFL running backs and NFL linemen yeah, but to linemen- go in. Not, it's not as much as it used to be. Linemen right now for Wisconsin are not that great. This line is very, very average to yeah. match the quarterback. But I think they like that being the identity sure. of the program. We, we can we can go Ron Dane, Melvin Gordon, Monty Ball, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Date. We can bring out all these great running backs we've had over the last 25 years. It's like, that's cool, but you haven't really evolved your program. And I don't know if it's stubbornness or, I mean, look, I saw something the other day. The Badgers have like 25 guys in the NFL. So when people say, well, the Badgers can't do this stuff and they can't compete at the highest level because they can't recruit, they don't have enough talent. Well, that's this, that's bullshit. Just by virtue of how many guys are playing professionally. And you can't tell me that the coaching is bad. Because if they're recruiting two- and three-star guys and, and they the keep NFL, repeatedly right. putting these guys, well, then obviously you can coach them up. But you haven't been able to coach up a quarterback. And you haven't been able to coach up wide receivers. And when Paul Christ came back to college football years ago from the NFL, he was supposed to be this innovative yeah, offensive mind and yeah. a quarterback guru. And that has not translated. So... I don't know what the answer is, but you know, if if we're just going to keep doing the same thing, it's going to be a lot of nine and three years. And yeah, you might win the West. West right now looks bad. You're not going to win it when UCLA and USC join the West. 
But you might win the West this year, and then you have the um, the dubious task of going down to Indianapolis and having Ohio State kick your brains in for 60 minutes. Minnesota right now looks like the best team, and they I don't know who they've played, but they've blown out both of their opponents. I yeah. mean, Iowa just lost. Um, well, Iowa, fuck. I mean, that first game was an embarrassment to anybody who's ever thrown a football. <laughs> that was awful. Speaking of the Big Ten West, Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern at home, being three touchdown favorites, and they finally, I, they, well, and they needed to get rid of this guy so fast they couldn't wait till the end of the month where his buyout was cut from fifteen million dollars in half. They said well, you need to go right now. We're fine writing you this check. That's amazing to me. Shocking. Shocking. That when I saw he got fired yesterday, I almost fell out of my chair. Because this was the guy, this was supposed He's to be the, the savior. Yes. He's a former player. The athletic director's a former player, Trev Alberts. I think they even played together, if I'm not mistaken. Um, things must have been really, really bad down there for this to, in week two. I mean, there yeah, were, I mean, obviously, there were rumblings was, last yeah, year. I mean, obviously, he was on like he didn't have a short lease. He was on a choke collar. Like, but then Dublin a couple weeks ago losing to Northwestern. <laughs> now this to a to the Georgia. I mean, I oh man. Well, I have they're to laugh. they're they're just one of those programs, like another one on this list, Notre Dame, who got oh. embarrassed at home by Marshall. Um, they just can't get out of the seventies and eighties. And it's not, and I don't even mean with style of play. I just mean with mentality. Like they still think they're relevant programs, and the media still thinks Notre Dame is. That's why they keep they keep voting them in, even though they don't belong. They get in there and they get stomped. But at least the, at least the voters have realized Nebraska now is a garbage program. Um, but you know they, and it was funny all day yesterday on Fox. Like they kept promoting and promoting and promoting next Saturday, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Next, I'm like, you couldn't find me a game I'm less interested in no than that. Like, hey, why don't you come over to this channel and watch a blowout? I might even be more interested now that I'm Nebraska inter- fired their coach than I would have been at just the matchup. I'm way more interested because my my dad said he goes, Jesus, he goes, that was the game when I was a kid, and I go, well, it was it was a big game when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been a big game in a long time. No. Um, the other one of the other big upsets was uh, Appalachian State over Texas A and M. They couldn't get out of College Station last night, and they had to stay at the team hotel that was already booked. Yeah. They had players sleeping in the hallways, in conference rooms, in the lobby, and shit like that. They got out of there at like three thirty, four in the morning, but which I'm sure didn't kill their mood. If you're a head coach of a power conference team, and your athletic director walks into your office and says, "Hey, thinking about scheduling Appalachian State," nope. No, thanks. No. 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 They've gone into the big house and won. Yes. They went into College Station and won. For a tiny school to win in those two places, that's unbelievable. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure um, Kansas also beat West Virginia, so Leipold's, his his resume is going to be very, very uh, strongly looked at for some of these things that might be opening up. But um, I hope he stays at Kansas. Me too. I'm one of those people where, like, dude, why in the hell would you want to? Like, because a couple people said, well, Nebraska should hire him. Why? Why would I want to go there? You're equally bad. Right. But I have the chance to build something at Kansas. Everybody's leaving the Big 12. Here's your shot. If I'm at Nebraska, I'm, I'm... Behind the eight ball, and I have all these ghosts 
I had the ghost of Tom Osborne and Tommy Frazier. Nobody and, expects you to and, win uh, Kansas. Who was the Eric Crouch? Yo, and like all these yo, guys. Yeah. Like you yeah. ain't winning there. No. No. It, you. It's more impressive to go six and five at Kansas than. Hell Nine yeah. and three at Nebraska. Make a bowl game. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yep. that's the biggest thing that they could th- think they, what, was it Mangini that had the last winning season that they had, oh, that, that big dude? The, the giant, or no, that's, the giant no, that's cheeseburger guy? Who, who am I tell- yeah. That, I think it, that was, it, it well, wasn't was, Eric Mangini. It wasn't Eric no. Mangini, but it was, was a name like something that. Something like that. Yeah, oh, this he was, is going to bother me now. He was enormous. He was huge. Very enormous. Um, he got his trench coat at the, or he got his raincoat at the tent store. <laughs> Uh, I didn't watch any of Texas Bama. We were doing. Well, I watched. That's we, what we were at Perkins Stadium. So, well, I was trying to keep up with the Whitewater game, and then that the ending of that was nuts. And uh, Alabama ended up winning on a last last couple second field goals, and they got every call, which which know. I said to you, that's what Alabama needs yeah. is is breaks. Yeah, but so uh, I don't know. Is that is that quarterback out for a while? Yeah, at, I at think all? several weeks. For Texas, yeah. People were expecting Texas to be good this year. And well, I, they were have... looking pretty good until that kid got hurt. Well. And then they brought in their backup, and he was very limited. So, All right. A lot of, lot of fun stuff happened, a lot of storylines in college football that I, I'm, I'm loving just as much as the NFL. Um, we can – I got about what, – what do I got about? 15 minutes. We can breeze through a lot of this baseball stuff. You want to get to basketball yep, yep. And, 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 and hit some local stuff. Um Go ahead and just start start well, pounding the Brewers are seventy five and sixty six. They're still second in the central, eight behind the Cardinals. Um yeah. two two games out of the wild card behind San Diego at this moment. They have twenty one games left, fifteen at home. Um I think they play two in St. Louis yep. this week, and then they've got four next week in Cincinnati, and that's it for the road. So okay. um this week, one and two against the Rockies. Two and zero in the doubleheader against the Giants, yes. and then two and one against the Reds this weekend, um, which I watched probably a combined three minutes of those games. <laughs> um, so I really don't have much analysis of it, other than you know they hit a couple homers, they won a couple games. That's kind of the Brewers in a nutshell. Um, this week, like I said, they got the two at the Cardinals starting tomorrow, and then they're home this weekend Yankees. for the division leading. Uh, Yankees, and then they play the Mets next week. I think too. Yep. So, so they got a, they got a tough about eight game stretch here coming up. Peralta's done, I would think. I I, I don't know why you bring him back unless you're going to make the playoffs. I mean, he I, I I don't know what the what the diagnosis is, but uh, you just worked all year to bring him back, and then he comes comes out and he's showing some effects. I I just don't know why that that's worth it. I really like Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta's hurt a lot. Gave him a, gave About, him a, in, the, in, in these in these three years he's been up. He's missed a lot of starts, and you know, yeah, they gave him a lot of money. I think they were hoping to pay him before he before it was time to pay him. But um, yeah, that's disappointing. And and now Lauer's got some elbow problems. He's on the DL or IL, whatever the fuck whatever. they call it in baseball. You know, and you're trotting out uh, Jason Alexander and. Um, some of these other guys that, you know, nice story, but you know, you're trying to if if you're trying to make the playoffs, which the Brewers apparently tell me that they are, right? That's not great. So, um, I don't know. Other than that, I I I just didn't watch much this week. I was in pretty heavy football mode for sure. Um, just to hit the league real quick, 
Houston's still 11 up in the West, American League West. Yankees are 5.5 up in the East over Tampa. Cleveland only 2.5 up over the Twins at the moment. So basically, whoever wins that division is going to make it, but they probably have no chance at the wild card. Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto are all within a half a game of each other for the wild card. So that that's going to come down to the wire, it looks like. National League, Dodgers are 20 games up. Um, I think their magic number to clinch is one. Um, the Mets are only a game and a half up on the Braves. Yeah. The Braves are coming. And I th- I have a feeling they're going to overtake the Mets. They're, yeah. they're awful good. Um, and like I said, St. Louis eight up on the Brewers. Atlanta is nine up on Philly for the top wild card. Um, Philly is a game and a half up on San Diego. And San Diego, as I said, is two up on the crew for the wild card. So, All right. I think we need to dedicate more time to these rule changes um, that were going to be instituted, even though I just saw the players. I, I don't know what's going to be allowed and whether they pass them or whatever, but I, I just saw a statement from the players that they don't agree to any of these, and I don't know. Well, I thought they were already passed. That's what I thought too, but it's like they talked about stuff in the competition. They're, hap- and they're I happening. Saw it. They're, uh, yeah. hap- they're happening. So I don't care. Tony Clark can cry a fucking river. They're happening. I don't like the fact that we're banning shifts because it's making it easier for defenses. I think if you're a talented player and they have you figured out, it should be up to you to beat the defensive strategy. I know that purists think, well, you should put guys in here, and I don't know why you would bring five infielders in. And Okay, fine. But to me, the onus is on the hitter to do something else. If they're giving you second base to third base because they don't think you can do that and push it that way, you got to do it. You got to do it. I think defenses should be able to play you the way they have you charted. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't know where you stand. I love the pitch clock. When I went to Skycarp games, it was phenomenal. I don't really care about the bigger bases thing. Now, the pickoffs I didn't read too much of, but it basically only means that you can throw over. Or step off. Oh, a throw over or a step off is called a disengagement. And and what I read on ESPN today, you only get two per plate appearance. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, Ricky Henderson would have loved that shit. You throw over, well, now I can about get halfway to second base. Right. So, I don't know. I, I'm a little foggy on I'm, I am as well. On so, that one. You, are, are you then allowed to back off after the batter steps out and he calls time because the pitcher's taking too long? Well, like, to that me, all factors in on the pitch clock, though, because the pitch clock too. is ticking. And Fair. Yes, I so didn't, you, you I didn't get, consider that. You get that. 15 seconds to throw the ball when the bases are empty, 20 seconds when there's a runner on, but the batter has to be in the box no later than the eight-second mark. So Interesting. Yeah, this, this is going to be a lot of getting used to, but but they'll prep for it in spring well, training. And it's one of the problems we talk about with football with all the flags. There's too many rules, right? And I think these referees get and there's just more there's coming. too much shit to look at. Yeah. they're not they're not looking at the stuff that matters. It was easy with the pitch clock in the Sky Carp game because the pitcher could see one. It's kind of like the it's like a shot clock, shot clock in basketball or, or or the play clock in football. One's in the outfield, one's behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Everybody can everybody that needs to see one can see one of them. Initially, I di- I don't like the banning of the shift because of all the things you stated. Um, you know, if if Rowdy Telez is up and there's four dudes on the first base side of second base, well, then God damn it, 
swing later but and hit it down the third baseline. I don't care. And people would argue, well, yeah, but he's being pitched this way. And da, 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 da. I get it. But Figure it I, out. I'm from the old school as well as you where I think the hitter should have to adjust. Yes. But I heard a couple. I read a couple things today from okay. some players. This isn't how anybody plays growing up. No high school team plays that way. No college team plays that way. And you don't see it a lot in the minors. For shifting? For shifting. Okay. It's just something that you just don't really see growing up. And then as a as like a fielding as like a position player in the field like you know, well what position are you playing? It it, it it really muddies the waters with a lot of that stuff, especially at the younger levels. I, I don't know about the the major league level how much it muddies the waters, but it does muddy some things up. Um, my question is, like, can you never do it? Because, like, it's game 162. It's game 163. The Brewers and the Cubs are playing, and... You know, let's say it's a tie game, bottom nine, Cubs are at bat, and there's one out. Can the Brewers have five infielders? Right. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Because you see that sometimes in you know, in a playoff game or even in a regular season game sometimes where in the old days they would bring an outfielder in to have five infielders to be able to knock a ball yeah. down in the infield and go home or turn two or whatever, and you, because you know anything over the infielders had the game's over. It's, it's right. So can you do that? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't but, know. you know, the bigger basis thing, whatever. Right. That's, I, that, I don't that's, even think that's where we're I not even going to notice that because no. it's like a two-inch thing. I don't think so. I mean, you know, most people when they talk to you, women I've talked to, they've never noticed the two inches, so. I think we're safe. That was on a T. Did you have that written down? I didn't. Just came to me. <laughs> Brilliant mind. I'm, that's why they call me the brain. brain. That's right. <laughs> All right. You want to talk some uh, some NBA yeah. Euro or some Euro basket just, stuff? Just real quick. Um, the Euro basket's still going on. I know. I've been I've been talking about that. I don't know if anybody cares, but I do. Uh, Serbia, Jokic, uh, and Serbia Not were upset. were upset by it, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Um, I saw a hilarious video. So Italy's coach got thrown out, and he he was, like, basically standing in the tunnel watching the end of the game, and he's losing his mind watching it. Because I saw some of the highlights, and the Italian dudes were just throwing in shit from everywhere. (laughs) It was one of those games where, like, the announcers were like, are you kidding me? Because they're American announcers doing these games, and they don't even probably know what's going on. Like, one guy got followed, threw it over his head, and it went in. So there was just some crazy shit. Well, after the game, they I, I saw a video, and it's a well, it was a video of Giannis coming out of the locker room with his headphones on, like he was kind of you know getting ready to probably take the floor for warmups, and you just hear this scream in the hallway, and Giannis is standing there, and his Giannis is being filmed from the back, and all of a sudden this dude is sprinting at him in a suit, and like leaps into Giannis's arms. And he's, like, got his arms and legs wrapped around him. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, Giannis. I love you, Giannis. And he kisses him on the cheek, and he jumps down and runs the other way. It was the Italy coach after his team had just won. He was losing his shit. He saw Giannis in the locker Because he, he did an interview afterward, and he's like, yeah, I just saw Giannis in the locker room, and I jumped in his arms and kissed him. And he's like, what? 
What a great guy Giannis is. I, 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 just, I, I just saw him and I just jumped in his arms. What the hell? It was so weird. The whole thing was so weird. So anyway, Serbia is out. Italy moves on. Greece won their game today. They are now in the quarterfinals tomorrow against Germany. Germany does have a couple NBA players on it. Dennis Schroeder, Franz Wagner, oh, who yeah. played at Michigan. Um, his brother, Mo Wagner. I'm not sure if he's on the team. Wagner, he, him and Giannis have gotten into multiple altercations, so that would be uh, interesting. Okay. Um, but if Greece wins, which I think they will, they will play the winner of Spain and Finland in the semis Friday, and then the finals are on Sunday. So, okay. you know. Just if you want to wet your basketball appetite sure. a little bit, something right. to kind of keep is it, your is eye it on. Is it on any channel? Is it like it, is NBA TV well, carrying it? Or I don't NBC know. Sports I don't know or? if they're picking up the the the, the finals here or not. Gotcha. But all the preliminary stuff has been internet okay. only. So all right. Well, what do we want to talk about to wrap up for some local stuff? I got about four and a half minutes. Well, you go. It's your story. Friday, Parker Craig, the. The story for me was the equipment over the game, which is sad because calling a game, and you and I have had our fair share of technical difficulties mm-hmm. when we've been places, and and we started at that Craig Girls playoff game. Who did they play where they just got absolutely annihilated Moraine. when we went to Waukesha yeah, South? Yeah, state champs. And I had to start the game on my phone before engineering could figure it out. That's how I did the the end of the first quarter, midway through the first quarter, through the rest of the game with my cell phone to my ear. That's brutal, man. Two hours plus. And it was such a good game back and forth that it was. I was so mad that it was had such an inferior quality product attached to it. Um, but the ending was very very messy. Parker had a two point lead. Craig had no timeouts left, 13 seconds to go. They had the ball, I think, at the two. They came out of a timeout to run a play. It was a running play. They got stuffed at the four. They tried to get back to the line of scrimmage, and so so as much as I can surmise, Bear didn't put it in his article, I was trying to figure out what was going on, but it looked like Jake Shafter snapped, uh, uh, um, spiked the ball. So I'm really talk to, curious to talk to Coach Bunderson and kind of, not that he wants to relive any of that, but I want to see and what happened and what the situation was because it didn't sound like they had two play calls. It was a running play, which to me you call a pass just in case it's incomplete so you get a fourth down. Mm-hmm. Field goal kicker apparently was not available um, to do that, to kick a field goal, because you had texted me, like, why don't they just do that? That's a fair question. That's what I'm going to ask as well. Like, you know, why wasn't Lily Rick available? Even though she missed two extra points, she'd been pretty spot on all season, but that's a huge place to put her in. Um, So I have a lot of questions about the ending of that game, and I feel bad that I didn't do the ending justice for Parker because they took back the Rock. The the game ended, as I said this morning, a lot like the Milton State Tournament Finals, and nobody knows what's happening. The referees huddled together, then all of a sudden the game's over, and it's like, well, I guess that's the game. Well, it's because the kid had a brain fart in both situations. So I felt bad, right? I mean, the kid don't yes. run to first, correct? On the walk, on the walk, and Shafter does what he does at the end of the game. So. so I mean, you know, you you'd think Shafter, being the athlete that he is, is probably prepped coming from the sideline. Hey, it's third down. If we get stuffed here, we got to run a play. You can't spike the ball. Maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe he wasn't. That that's not that's that wasn't discussed. I don't know. So I'm I'm going to talk to Bunderson on Wednesday and see that, but it was a great game. Parker looked awesome. Shafter was so good, ran for four, threw for one. Uh, Griffin Davis looked good, the running back for Parker. I mean, 
It was a good game. Well, JJ did really his, JJ, JJ did JJ things. JJ did his thing. Yeah. So, um, so I'll be curious to see what happens now for the rest of the season. Um, Parker is home against Verona. They pulled an upset over Middleton, which was unbelievable. And now uh, Craig has to go on the on the road to a bad LaFollette team. So that so that should be a good rebound. And I only got about a, a, a couple of minutes. I can't talk enough about what I experienced Saturday at Perkins Stadium. It was electric. It was phenomenal. Um, Are those up on a podcast? On yes, okay. yes, they're they're on the CLO podcast site. If anybody wants to listen, Bill's out with COVID. Russ jumped in. Former player brought so much energy and enthusiasm. Even stepped on me at the end, calling the touchdown prematurely, which I forgive him for, yeah. and that's fine. But the fact that Whitewater was able to stand four plays at the one yard line. And Mary Harden Baylor up three didn't want to just kick a field goal to up to go up six. They went for it and Whitewater stuffed them again, and they drove ninety nine yards for the game winning score with nineteen seconds to go. Yeah, pretty cool against the number one team in the country, the team that knocked you out in the semifinals last year and won the national championship. And you could tell that Mary Harden Baylor was mad that they lost, but you could tell the Whitewater was excited they won. It's only week two. And the non-conference game will go a long way at the end if they don't manage to win the WEAC in getting them an at-large bid to the playoffs. Uh, hey, we got this on our resume. You know, that's that's pretty awesome after they put a huge clunker up against St. John's. Completely different team. Playing at home, completely different team. Now we're going to fly down to Georgia on Friday um, and see what they got on Saturday against Barry College. So nice. it was a great atmosphere. I'm going to love calling games from there. It was so, so excellent. Callahan and the and the sports information director, Angie, out there do a great job um, really taking care of us, and it's a great venue to call a place. And the atmosphere around that for that game was absolutely spectacular. So I'm, I'm looking forward. We're just kind of getting started with that, but I'm really, really excited to see where that goes. Um, and I encourage anybody that's never been to a Warhawks game or goes to very few, come check this team out because the defense is really good. The offense really started clicking. Um, and I think they, they – and now there's four, five teams maybe ranked in the top 25 from the WEAC. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. River yep. Falls, Lacrosse, I think Platteville. There's only eight teams in the league, so, yeah, that right. would be a lot. I think Platteville <laughs> snuck in there, Oshkosh, and Whitewater. Huh. That's a pretty deep – deep conference to have that many teams ranked absolutely in the top 25 so we go to georgia this week by week next week and then it's the WEAC, and it's a tough game to start we go on the road at uw lacrosse so i'm i'm, I'm really i'm really pumped if anybody wants to listen to the game and, and check it out tell us how we did go to wclo.com it's on the podcast site for uh for sports play-by-play so I wish I could stay and talk about it more, but I got to go eat some free cookies. It's all good, man. All right. That will do it for this week of the Intentional Foul. We'll be back next week. Maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. It's my last night of umpiring on Tuesday, so that's good, finally. Yeah. And um, back in our regular schedule for the winter. Right. So we'll see see what we can do from uh, henceforth. So thank you for listening, downloading. Please subscribe. And as always, tell your friends. Until next week, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next week. Sorry for making fun of you, Collis. Go Bears! You're not sorry. I'm not.